welcome to the Charmed Life Podcast. This podcast is all about magic, metaphysics, mysticism, and the unconditional love of the universe. And I am your host here. My name is Trisha Carr. I'm a spiritual teacher, multidimensional medium, animal telepath, hypnotherapist, and all around someone who's really into uh, how to actually explore personal and spiritual growth through mystical and alchemical practices and um, the practices really being consciousness practices. And so this episode is about consciousness practice. Consciousness practices, it's basically the fitness that we do for our spirit. And that spirit includes the emotional body and the mental body and fitness practices, just like we would do with our, our physical body. What we take in and how we move that body works the same with the spirit, <laughs> works the same with emotions and with thoughts, with the mental bodies as well. So that's what I'm going to talk about today. And I'm going to speak about doubt. I'm going to talk about doubt, break that down a little bit and uh, see what we can do about that in order to become more fit, more healthy, well, not more healthy, healthier <laughs> in the consciousness, in the energy. So stick around for that. And I just wanted to share some inspirations. First of all, this episode is inspired. It's been coming up a lot synchronistically. Well, it's coming up with clients. It's coming up in the different classes I'm teaching. So I'm currently right now, Crystal Ann Compton and I, who's my business partner, co-founder of the Lightshine Spiritual Academy. She and I are, are in the beginning, but we are in the program, the eight-week program called Enlightened Entrepreneur to start or scale up your heart-based or spiritual business. And so depending on when you're listening to this, we actually have this program, we may have this program on demand, and then we could also be potentially about to share it live again. So check the check the link in the description for the Lightshine Spiritual Academy um, website and just the courses page so you can see what is coming up. So we're teaching that, and it's so amazing, all these um, you know, heart-led healers and practitioners and coaches and they just inspire me so much. Also, I just taught, as I'm recording this, I yesterday, which is probably why my voice is a little tired. If that's coming across, I apologize. But I taught an eight-hour seminar at HMI College for hypnotherapy because I am a, I'm a staff teacher there now, which is amazing. I'm so excited because I love their, I love everything that HMI is about. And anyway, if I'll talk about if you want to actually, if you're interested in hypnosis, if you're interested in hypnotherapy, I just got to tell you, I cannot recommend a better education than HMI College for Hypnotherapy. And if you are, if you hear me talk about it and you are interested in it, please do reach out to me because if you're interested in taking the program, I can make a recommendation, and that's uh, the, you know would be really great for both of us. So you can um, find me on my website. There's a contact page, and that's a great way to reach out. But HMI, I taught yesterday um, an eight-hour seminar on podcasting for your hypnotherapy practice, and it was so amazing. We talked about all kinds of things surrounding podcasting, and we spent a lot of time in mindset and sourcing your inner authentic podcaster. So a lot of authenticity in 
a lot of the things that I am working in now, both of those classes that I'm teaching or did just teach. And also, like I said, with some one-on-one sessions. And authenticity, I think, is very uh, important. Well, I think it's it's ubiquitous right now in self-help and personal development, spirituality, and you know that pursuit of being more and more authentic. I think that is really the ascension path or the Christhood path, Christhood path being spirit becoming human and human ascending to spirit or transcending into spirit um, in that cycle. I think authenticity is that liminal space, that threshold between spirit and human that we want to be occupying. Well, that's that's some of the inspiration there. And uh, some of the other inspiration I should say also is uh, with Lightshine Spiritual Academy, Crystal and I have a spiritual development circle. Uh, uh, excuse me, yeah, uh, yeah. What are we calling it? Oh, Lightshine Development Circle. <laughs> but it is, it's um, a place to go and practice your intuitive abilities. So check out the LDC. The description, the the link is in the description, and we're having such a great time. Two meetings per month. So. Um, that's another source of inspiration. And one more <laughs> is my Mystic Arts Academy. As I'm recording this, we are about to have an, a workshop channeling Pleiadians. Oh my goodness, it's going to be so much fun. And, you know, sometimes I do publish a portion of the the material that comes through in the Mystic Arts Academy. I'm just led to and, you know, who knows? Maybe that will be one of them. And we're also going to be doing a workshop on the Lionsgate portal on 8-8. Oh, I, I can't wait because I think that's going to be pretty packed with energy as well. So these are all the, the places where the synchronicity shows up. And so this message about how to be authentic and this message about how to shift from doubt. And basically... Here, let me break down doubt for you. Well, there's a, a few ways to look at it. First of all, doubt is is a product of the well, the ego mind, and ego ego in this sense does not necessarily mean that it's like narcissism or arrogance. Ego, in this sense, we're talking about the survival mechanism or the the part of the mind that is primitive and is concerned with physical survival. And so we we need that in its pure form, in its pure intention. The thing about it is, though, is that the ego mind can be obsessed with creating limitations, creating homeostasis. Homeostasis is a very, very powerful human drive, which is funny because homeostasis means to stay the same. <laughs> and yet it's a drive somehow. <laughs> it's it's really a limitation. It's a drive that strives to stay limited. And the reason, the, the purpose or intention underneath that is because that which is unknown is threatening and dangerous. That's the limiting belief of that primitive drive or that homeostasis drive. You know, the brain will try to resist burning glucose. Glucose is what we resource for fuel, and it will resist it if there isn't a a belief about there being a certain outcome. And that usually is based in when we're working in the in the unconscious, in the unconsciousness that's based on experience. So if something hasn't been experienced before, then it, it can be considered a threat 
or at least not worth burning the fuel. Again, this is all very primitive energy. But the thing about it is we can use that primitive perspective as the jumping off point for the evolution, for the expansion, and use the whole mind, use the whole energy to then flow a soothing flow into the subconscious to get it on board with the higher mind. And that mind, the high, the subconscious is, you know, it's, it's the way that we actually create. We put inside the subconscious these little mechanisms, these little machines that we call beliefs. And the beliefs are meant to create a f- certain kind of flow of energy, a default flow. So when, I, when I'm in this experience, I will think or feel or act this way or another. Because in this known experience, if I can just not waste any more of the fuel to think of a new way to behave, act, think, or feel, then, you know, I can just automate it. And that can be great, you know, that if that way that we automate it, one of those beliefs is being kind is always better. That, that, you know, that's a really strong and useful belief, I believe, because being kind doesn't always mean that you, does, does not mean you don't have boundaries, because if you didn't have boundaries, you wouldn't be kind to yourself. If you didn't have boundaries, you wouldn't be kind to another person either. It doesn't, being kind does not mean overly pacifistic. It could mean activistic as well. So that is a a kind of strong belief we can have in the subconscious mind that is a fantastic way to automate as a jumping off point. But when we have worthiness beliefs or unworthiness beliefs, those machines and mechanisms within the subconscious, well, really kept within the unconscious mind, then we, this is an opportunity to expand from that and use the superconscious or the higher mind in order to bring a healing and a coalescence of the whole energy together. So, you know, it isn't a, I mean, I've, I've kind of always, I've never really enjoyed the, or I guess I haven't resonated totally with the statement of ego death. Maybe that's, and that's probably just because of all that I am associating with ego. Uh, and it isn't that the ego actually ever dies. If you're f- not familiar with this concept, it's that's just what people c- say that they, they, they call this a spiritual experience to have an ego death. And what I think it rather that it is, is that you, you take the ego out of the driver's seat. It doesn't die because it's useful and it's helpful. But we do want to take it out of the driver's seat. And we want to have in the driver's seat the seer, the master, who's able to create new beliefs, who's able to connect with the one energy, the unified field, in order to find the faith and the hope that will co-create experiences of, you know, growth and materialization and create a new state that is positive, healing for oneself and for others. Okay, well, let's talk about doubt. There's just a little bit of a foundation of what's going on with the mind. So doubt is is really connected to those beliefs that may be in the subconscious that's attempting to keep you safe, attempting to keep you in survival uh, experiences. However, doubt is, so that's what it's maybe resonating with or responding to. It could be responding to some trauma. 
That's what the doubt thoughts are about. But if you're able to doubt, then you're also able to hope. You're able to hold a hopeful state within your energy for yourself and for what could be happening outside of yourself even, something that isn't just you making choices and decisions, something you are observing about other people or about society. Doubt and hope are polarities of the exact same energy. Doubt and hope are polarities of the exact same energy in this regard. Doubt is observing all of the possibilities and probabilities. Hope is observing all of the possibilities and probabilities, right? Aren't they both? But one is doing it in a way that is aligned with the higher mind and the field. You see, if you are a spiritual seeker, which I assume that you are, if you are here, if you are one who is in alignment with unity consciousness, then that's what then you would understand why I say with the higher mind and the field, these are one. And the principle of the law of one or a unified field is that everything is working for the highest good of all, all concerned, because all is one energy. And so with doubt, we are actually, what, what we're, another way to look at this is with a term that is in quantum mechanics, and I'm not a scientist, but so I'm going to using this a bit anecdotal, anecdotally or colloquially. But as I understand it in quantum mechanics, the the idea of epistemic ambivalence is that it's when you know the truth of a situation, but you cannot absolutely define it because there is actually more than one option. Hey guys, it's Trisha Carr. I have new exciting things going on with my Mystic Arts Academy. You can now subscribe to receive all of the live monthly content for about a third of the investment of a single class. Included are at least one downloadable guided meditation per month, two live events ranging from classes, channeled messages, group readings, intuitive development guidance, Q&A sessions, and tons of community. You'll also have access to a private Facebook community for fellowship and support, and this space is kept super sacred and high vibrational. Your subscription gives you access to the whole library of classes and live events, which are on a vast array of topics. All events are offered online by Zoom video call Subscribing to the Mystic Arts Academy is also a way for you to support the Charmed Life podcast and engage on a deeper level. I'm offering the subscription at a super low rate of $22 a month. Joining now locks in this rate for as long as you're subscribed. Click on the description of this episode or go to my website, trishacarcharm.com, and click on Mystic Arts Academy. I look forward to connecting. So epistemic ambivalence is basically the intellectual awareness of many, or let's just say of all, of the possibilities and probabilities. Again, that's what doubt is, and that's what hope is. And we're sort of shifting, if we shift from the the doubtful one, the, the alignment with or resonance with the negative probabilities, 
or the negative possibilities, which every term feels right at the time, when we shift to the positive, which are not there yet, none of this is there yet. So this is all a really a, a just a state of being. It's not an it's not a reality. Then we get when we shift to the positive, hopeful, the state of witnessing, recognizing, resonating with the positive probable outcomes. We're actually shifting more to a superposition of all things are possible. You know, uh, superposition is is like if you've ever heard of the Schrodinger cat experiment, which was just a thought experiment that if you have, it's a terrible uh, imagery, by the way, lock a cat in a box, you don't feed it or something. And then at some, you know, at certain point, you the cat can be at the same time, either dead or alive, because you haven't opened the box yet. And so in your, in your consciousness, in the state that you are holding, both things are true. That's in the energy. So then the superposition is actually recognizing the doubt is there that there are negative possibilities, and then just selecting to resonate with the positive possibilities. And I got to tell you, that's how, well, I mean, people use the law of attraction, basically. That's an explanation of the law of attraction. And the reason that this works as a way to materialize positive events is because you, even the creation of you feeling and thinking better, that state That is a creation, and that is a positive creation in the field, the unified field, the the one energy. And so then you are now, that energy that you are holding that is a positive state is a magnet to, let's say, the elemental composition of materializing that. You're signaling that this is what team you want to be on of co-creating and then that team, those team members say, hey, me too. And those team members are elements, I mean, physical elements and uh, other human beings and beings of light and spirit, all coming to be on the same team with you because you have that free will to be and to feel anything of your choosing. Now, this is, this is all contextualized inside maybe a soul blueprint because we here are talking about metaphysics, and so the we are we're starting from that which is above the physical. So we set up certain kind of a certain amount of blueprint that we are mostly going to transcend, and some we're not going to transcend. And but the transcendent opportunities are exponentially greater than the ones that we are not going to transcend. And so what I mean by that is. The soul blueprint as we're creating the life and we're going to dispatch it into this incarnation may include the limitations or not. I mean, you can think of it as limitations. That would be the doubtful way to look at it. But the certain kinds of opportunities and potentials of my physical body, I'm going to be a certain kind of physical general shape and height. Let's just take height there. I'm not going to maybe I could have I had the potential to be a couple inches maybe not even a couple, but maybe a range of a couple of inches. I think that's about all the potential would be. I could have been about a half inch shorter. I could have been a half inch taller, maybe. Who knows? Maybe I reached my full potential of height. But that's something that's in the blueprint because it's in the DNA. And and epigenetics is showing us that what they used to think was junk DNA 
is not junk DNA and that there is a very small percentage of the genes that are fixed. And we can always respond to what what is in our blueprint. So I can respond to what's in my that my blueprint of being about this height as positive or negative, as opportunity or limitation. So I just want to te- contextualize this because sometimes we get the, uh, it's actually the ego mind too that wants to argue with us and say, well, you were feeling good, but you know, still this thing happened. But the things that happen, if even if we are, if they are actually difficult things, painful things, that can be like the weather. It doesn't mean that you did something wrong, you felt something wrong, you weren't consciously fit enough. There is a, a certain portion that is a that is fixed or context or a certain kind of context that we will be utilizing to grow from, and it depends on how we choose to respond, hopefully or doubtfully, as a way that we are learning and growing, or as a way that we are limiting ourselves. And that's always the opportunity. So, with that context, then let's mention that just like the portion of the DNA or the you know the genetics that are a bit more fixed being such a you know a smaller proportion to that which can be turned on and off and be responded to in very dynamic ways it's that's how the life is too the blueprint of the incarnation has a small portion that is fixed and even the fixed portions you can respond to so what this means is that you do create your own life and you you just do, not just you can, we do. <laughs> we do create our own life. We started creating it before the life when we created soul contracts and soul blueprint and we dispatched that as a kind of map that we can always be changing and growing from. You know, if I if I take a if I have a map that I'm gonna go on a hiking trail, I can change my mind, knowing that I'm always going to get to the same destination, having that in mind. I can take detours, go tangents, and if I go on a tangent, then I have to do that work of walking, hiking back, and in the end, I'm going to wind up back, well, at my car. That's the truth. <laughs> the life journey is the same way, the path of light of incarnating and being on the transcendent path, the path of light or the Christhood path, as I like to call it. That's what we're doing here. And the hope frequency, being able to align and resonate with the potential positive outcomes, well, that just makes your creation sweeter. That orients you like a compass, like a magnetic compass to your path of light so that life is joyful and more, possibly more, well, really it is more important that you are learning, growing, and evolving in that path of light. That's mostly what I wanted to tell you about today. So just a recap there, that doubt and hope are really polarities on the same frequency, that they, that doubt is being aware, it is a witnessing or an awareness of possible and probable outcomes. And hope is an awareness of possible and probable outcomes. And so which one feels better to you? 
if you're able to imagine or sense and feel positive outcomes in that now, in that eternal dewdrop of forever, isn't that state more aligned feeling? Doesn't it feel better? That's resonance. And that's resonance with your higher self. That's magnetism to your path of light. That is you on your mission, in your purpose, and that's you growing in your soul's evolution. So everyone, I really appreciate you joining me here. And I want to invite you to subscribe and share and to follow me on social media. I'm on Facebook, of course. You could find me there by just searching my name or checking the description. There are links there and on Instagram as well. Instagram, I'm posting unique content there. The handle is at Trisha Carr Charm. And on YouTube, I am putting content on YouTube that is unique for YouTube now. And so I want to make sure that you check that out if you're interested in hearing some more stuff in a different way. You know, the, the YouTube outlet is I've actually started to kind of navigate to it and f work flow with it in the way that YouTube seems to hold the space for. So there's maybe a little bit more entertainment. It's maybe some quicker information. But I'm having a great time, having a lot of fun there. And there's also something. And then, you know, what I'm sharing here is you um, probably won't find on YouTube. And it's, a, you know, it's a different vibe. I get to go deeper sometimes here. And I, I appreciate you guys joining me here. So I do want to ask you to please also maybe leave a review for this podcast if you enjoy it, because if you leave a review, it it boosts my light quotient and it helps me to, you know, get more attention and more res more of a responsive relationship with the algorithm. And it helps me to just keep the lights on, helps me to keep going with this podcast. So um, my humble request that if you can take a moment to look on your podcast, however you get your podcast, look on the app, scroll down, you'll be able to see a way to leave a review. You can just leave some stars or you can leave a comment, whatever you, uh, you know, are led to do. And, uh, and, you know, of course, an invitation to any and all of the programs that I'm running and that Crystal is running. And just so much gratitude to you for being here. Gratitude to you for your path of light. Because that path of light that you are walking is benefiting all of us. And as I sign off here, I want to give you some examples of how we can turn those doubtful thoughts and feelings that we may recognize, and we can turn them from the doubt, the awareness or resonance, identity to the negative possible outcomes, and turn them to the positive. So I have an example. I have a few examples here. First one, sometimes we have that thought, what if I fail? When we recognize that, we can take a moment and reset, use our feeling nature, and activate that power of, of the affirmative energy. So yes, affirmations, and see if we can shift that thought. What it's presenting, the opposite is actually what the energy is wanting, is what it's thirsty for. And so what if I fail can turn into, how can I succeed? How could I succeed? Even if it's just a question, the opening, that curiosity, that's magnetic. Or perhaps a statement of, Success is my birthright. 
And why is success your birthright? Because of the unified field, because we are only one energy. One energy is always cooperating and pursuing success together, success for all, success for one. So success is my birthright. And of course, just being able to feel toward you very deeply, I am successful. It's kind of like counting your blessings. Recognize the ways that you have success and just enhance, amplify that and let it take over your whole state so that you can resonate with, I am successful. What if I get fired? Or what if I don't make enough money if you're an entrepreneur? This can be turned into, I wonder what opportunities are coming. And even feeling a little excitement as you put this magnetic question out into the universe. Or opportunities are always flowing to me. Always flowing to me. Or perhaps I love how the universe has my back. Or I love how the universe surprises me. And of course, with the hopeful lens of it being the positive surprises. Like a roller coaster, you know? Like, I'm glad I don't know what that little ramp is going to feel like. I'm glad that I get to be surprised and that the universe surprises me with how it loves me. Or how about what if he or she gets mad at me? That sometimes can inhibit us in a relationship of any kind, whether it's personal or professional. Let's just say what if she gets mad at me? Well, maybe we can turn that into, I know my intentions are good. And as we do that, we're, we're just letting ourselves be ourselves instead of maybe inhibiting our actions because we're afraid someone's going to get mad at us. And even if, or if the, you know, perhaps the tendency may be to react in a defensive way and take actions that are defensive and fearful, well, I know my intentions are good can provoke from us the reactions or the non-reactions that are those good intentions. Perhaps we could say, I trust love to sort out my relationship. Just the frequency of love, allowing love to come to you and raise your vibration and say, I trust love to sort out this relationship. And even if it's a professional one, let's say it's like your boss and you don't really have a, an affectionate relationship, doesn't matter. Love is still among any relating opportunity. I believe in my potential to grow, and I believe in my intention to grow. That's another one that will help to just enhance and amplify either your potential or your intentions that are aligned with what is better for you, which is always growth. Or you can turn that to this person that you're imagining could get mad at you, and you could say, I believe in her potential for understanding. I believe in just the potential that this person has for understanding, and I connect with that so that we can understand one another. Or if it's not understanding, then maybe it is, I believe in her potential to be connected. And that connected to you may in, imply that she's connected to her higher mind, her higher self, to wisdom, to love, or it may mean connected to you so that the two of you are resonating and evolving together. So that's what I have for you, some examples, you guys. And with that, I will say, thanks for tuning in. I love you, whoever you are. 
The Light Shine Development Circle is a sacred place for spiritual seekers to practice giving and receiving readings. The circle is open to all psychics, oracle card readers, mediums, channels, energy healers, Akashic record readers, and any other type of spiritual practitioner who offers their service via a reading style format. Strengthen your intuitive abilities. In a circle, you can work with your abilities in a close-knit, supportive, and friendly environment where your privacy and personal development are honored. This program includes access to two development circles a month, opportunities to give and receive intuitive readings, and opportunities to receive generalized feedback and input from a Lightshine Spiritual Academy trained facilitator. The Lightshine Development Circle is open now for a very affordable monthly registration, just $22. If you are ready to open or expand your intuitive talents, to co-create a sacred practice space, and to give and receive intuitive readings with like-hearted seekers, then join now and let's shine together. Find the link to read more and register in the description.